Conversations with inspiring women about their stories and the neon colors that they have to share. This is the Neon Woman Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Neon Woman Podcast. It is time for the last guest of season five. And the last guest of season five is Gracie Jean. Gracie joins me for this bonus episode of the podcast to discuss her origin story, her journey as a singer-songwriter, what inspires her music, and why she wants to demystify sadness. Her new album, Romance is Bad, what it means to be a neon woman, and so much more. I loved chatting to Gracie. We really connected over music and writing and creativity and sadness. <laughs> I really hope you love our conversation. Here it is. Gracie, welcome to the Neon Woman podcast. I am so excited to chat to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat to you too. I like to start with the same question for all my guests because I feel like we're all known in the world for what we do. Mm. I would like to know who is Gracie in this world aside from what you do? Oh, I love that question. Every time I get um, like interviewed by anyone, it's always like, tell us a bit about yourself. And you can tell that what they're really asking is like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's such a thing. Hey, okay, so who is Gracie? Um, Well, I am a woman. That's a big part of who I am as a person. And I identify as a woman. Um, I am... 23 years old and um, I am someone who absolutely um, just loves um, others like a real empathetic person I have a real heart for all of my friends and even people I don't know it's really weird I can empathize with just about anyone um, even to the point where I feel like just sitting down next to someone I automatically start to absorb all of their feelings and emotions it's kind of strange I don't know if you can relate to that at all yes I can yeah um I I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram but um I'm a type one so very much like always looking to reform my life in any given way and improve how I'm doing things and I'm always kind of seeking some kind of way of being better or doing better which is good in a lot of ways but also a little bit crippling in other ways <laughs> yes yeah I the Enneagram keeps coming up and mm. done the test and I can never remember what my number is it's so annoying <laughs> fair enough <laughs> yeah it's kind of one of those things where people either get like super into it or they're just like I forget what I am <laughs> yeah like, like I'm so yeah. super into like similar things but not quite the same it's like I can't keep up with all the stuff yeah I know there's a lot (laughs) let's talk a bit about your origin story because I believe that how we're raised shapes the paths that we choose to go down but also the paths we choose to not go down as well Mm, totally um do you mean my origin story as in um particularly with like music music and like your upbringing and how kind of your childhood influenced the path you went down totally yeah so I um was 
talking to my mum the other day and we were kind of counting like all the places, like all the different houses that I've lived. And I think we counted up to like 21 different places. Um, And most of that is because I think like we just moved house a lot. But the earliest place or location I can remember is um, when I was in primary school. We lived in this area called Picton which is like South Sydney like Southern Highlands kind of area and I remember like it's so weird I can't remember much about growing up or the origins of my life but I do remember Picton and I remember just like lots of grass and lots of trees and lots of um, birds and um, I lived in this house with this lovely big yard to play in and I think I just remember growing up and playing a lot with my younger sister um and my mum was a registered nurse so she um did shift work nurses are crazy they work so hard um and my dad worked for himself as like a truck driver and so our childhood like we spent a lot of time um I guess just not with our parents like we were either um in you know like those kind of vacation care situations or after school care or we'd go to friends houses a lot um or you know we'd be at home just hanging out with each other but I think that yeah it's funny that you say like our origins or where we come from shapes what we choose to do because now as an adult it's funny I haven't really chosen like a very straightforward or like stereotypical lifestyle and I think a big part of that is because I saw how hard my parents worked growing up um and saw how often like I mean how little they were at home with their family and now I'm like working these really funny jobs where I do most of my work from home and my hours are a bit weird and I kind of I do music which is a bit like running your own business kind of and yeah it's quite funny I don't have a nine to five, um, and but I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that I'd much, I'd much rather have freedom and peace than lots of money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this podcast is all about the neon colours that women have to share with the world, mm. but sometimes our neon colours get dimmed. So I would love to know whether you have your own story about when your neon colours were dimmed and what your journey was to brighten them again? Mm. Yeah, definitely. My life has been kind of hard and I always thought that, well, I still think everyone's life is full of hard things. But recently I've started to think that it's not the same for everyone. Like some people do just have a run of it and it is just a bit harder for some people than it is for others. Um, And so, yeah, like a lot of my formative years like you know when you're a young teenager and becoming an older teenager um were really hard like my parents got divorced I think when I was 12 or 13 years old and they both remarried when I was 15 which like as a teenager I think you're really working hard to try and figure out who you are and to form your identity and so when there's so much kind of um changing um in your family life and in your home life it, it just makes that process a lot more difficult I think oh, yeah. um yeah and so I was you know like scrambling to try and find some some piece of 
um, identity or figure out who I was, but I was moving house heaps because of um, parents splitting and rentals and all that sort of stuff and experiencing my parents dating and um, getting into relationships. And then I think when I was 17 or 18, my mum, she went to hospital. She had chronic heart failure all my life, but it just really got severe when I was like an older teenager, like in year 11 at school. Mm-hmm. And so she spent most of my time in year 11 and 12 in hospital in Sydney. Um, and a lot of that time she was very high risk. Like, um, you know, we weren't sure if she was going to live or not. And um, I was kind of like trying to, do school and do friendships and do being a teenager while also dealing with all these layers of like fear and stress and worrying about mum and not really having like a solid family unit to lean back on or rely on in this difficult time which I think when you're going through something hard if you've got someone or something that's stable and steady that you can rely on then it helps so much but I didn't really feel like I had anything like that so I definitely think being a teenager and a young adult has been really hard mm-hmm. but um yeah in terms of thinking about like what I did or how I tried to brighten things again I think I you know in a sense I feel very blessed because um I've always been a woman of faith so I've always believed um that I'm loved and that um you know like I can um I can trust that I've always got um someone that I can talk to and someone that I can ask things of and someone I can um pour my heart out to when I'm scared or afraid and I think that that was a real transformative thing for me like I always felt very um very much like I wasn't alone um at least I felt like I was alone in the sense of not having people around me, but I believed that I had Jesus and that was a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that really brightened things, I think, was um, community. And I think community can make such a big difference. And I was thankfully like plugged into this really beautiful church community, which was really special. And um, honestly, church women are so amazing. Like they were so good to me. I had women dropping off food at my house all the time and um, before I got my driver's license, they would drive me wherever I needed to go, like to school or band practice or church or wherever. Um, And, yeah, I just feel like I I remember just having this real amazing team of, like, no-nonsense women. (laughs) Just really, it was so good and they were just loving me in really practical ways and it really got me through like and it really did brighten um all my colors again because um yeah just having those basic needs met you know food love um somewhere to sleep like that all just makes such a big difference yeah yeah that's amazing Mm. well you're a singer-songwriter when did you decide on this career path oh I don't think I ever really decided on it (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of funny I feel like I've always just been like, oh, I want to do that. And it's scary. So I'll just do a little thing. And then I've just kept doing little things. And eventually I'm like, oh, okay, well, hang on a second. I think this is what I'm doing now. (laughs) Um, I kind of like waded into it rather than like jumping into it. Um, 
And, yeah, I think it kind of happened in, when did it happen? Probably in 2019. 2019 is the year um, when I finished school and went to uni, I was doing um, a science degree, like, just because I was, like, good at science and everyone said that I should do it. And then I hated it a lot and I dropped out of it and enrolled full-time in a music degree. And um, it felt like such a weird and wild thing to do. I felt like I was completely unhinged. It's like, wow, look at me go. Such a, and it's such a radical change to be like science to music, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think then once I started doing the music degree, I started like I was quite surrounded by other musicians um, and all my friends became musicians and um, I was a lot more inspired to do things because other people around me were doing it and I think, yeah, like community does make a big difference. Like the people you surround yourself with have a huge influence on who you are. And so, yeah, I um, started doing um, things that I never thought I'd do, like open mics and booking gigs and then um, I started playing songs that I'd written to people, which um, was really scary and something I never thought I'd do. But I think that's kind of when it all started, really. Yeah, so I I um, relate to that story a bit because mm. I, so in the UK you have college where you do like what they call A-levels and then you're meant to go to university. So I did my A-levels, which are like, you know, normal subjects like English and healthcare and stuff. And I did that for two years. And then instead of going to university, I went to a different college and did music. Oh, <laughs> you did the same thing as me. <laughs> just like a completely like 180. But oh, cool. I had always written songs and mm. poems from about age 10. Um, yeah. I'd just never really done anything with them. So mm. I'd love to know, when did you start writing songs and what's the main inspiration for your lyrics? That's so cool that you were writing songs at age 10. I feel like that's so special, that little 10-year-old you was like, I have something to say and I'm going to say it. Yeah, <laughs> so like my good. escape. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Now, I certainly didn't start that young. I think um, I remember trying to write a song in high school. Like um, I was really determined to do that because I was really into singing and I thought, you know, like I'm a singer, so I should be able to write songs. Mm-hmm. But I gave it a go. I tried to write some, um, I tried to write a song and I found it really hard. Like I think I felt like I didn't have anything to draw from, like any experience or any like large emotion that I could feel inspired to write a song about. But then I remember um, I decided to just, like if I didn't have something then I would just write a song about some someone else or something else and so I wrote a song about a character from a movie instead <laughs> and um yeah and then that, that actually worked out really well because I was just like writing this song about this character and um so I think that was like maybe when I was like 13 or 14 that I wrote my first song but I didn't get into writing songs about myself until probably like Probably first year uni, so probably not until I was, like, 18, really. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then it just all, I don't know, it's like I wrote the first song and then I realised how cathartic it was and 
uh, and then it all just kind of came I was like wow I love this I'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> yeah yeah it's so yeah. it's so therapeutic yeah yeah <laughs> so do you have any female musician kind of trailblazers that you look up to musically <laughs> yeah I definitely do I think um the trailblazers that I was looking up to when I first started my music degree were all my friends though which was really mm. kind of special like um my friends Ree Miles she releases um music and I was quite good friends with her and I was quite inspired by how prolific she was and like how often she was writing and she would just record her demos and put them on YouTube all the time which I thought was really cool um and my friend Isabel Knight as well she releases music um and she's amazing and I remember first year uni she was I think a second year or third year and um I used to come with her to watch her do gigs at like this little pub down the road from where we lived and I just remember thinking that that was so cool and I was so inspired I was like I want to do this so I think definitely friends were like the trailblazers at the time I was getting into it um but yeah like I really do just now look up to so many like women in music but probably you probably hear these names all the time but like Lucinda Williams and Dolly Parton and Amy Lou Harris and Brandy Carlisle and just all these women Taylor Swift you know they're all just writing the most amazing music and they're so prolific and they're writing songs about things that are meaningful to them and they've got so much artistic integrity and I just think they're so cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're all mm. legends. Yeah, yeah. So you've said that you really wanted to convey, convey this idea through your music that it's okay to feel sad mm. and to voice that sadness. And that really resonated with me because as a writer myself, I am very drawn to writing about sadness and mm. the tough times. And a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, like I published a book of poems at the end of last year. Wow, that's people, so cool. Some people were like, oh my God, like <laughs> some of these poems are like really depressing. They're really sad. And I was like, yeah, but it's yeah. a way to it's a way to draw the sadness out of yourself and almost release it from yourself internally so that you've you're processing it really. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how you do that yourself? Yes, yeah, I can totally relate to that. Like people will listen to my songs and then they'll be like, are you okay? Like <laughs> what's wrong with you? You know, you're so sad all the time. Um, funnily enough though, really close friends don't really ask that because I think they can just tell that mm-hmm. um, I've just sat down and processed a bunch of feelings and that's when I've done all my songwriting like yeah so it's like people that don't know you as well get a bit worried because they're like oh my gosh like is this girl okay <laughs> yeah I, I describe but, it as you're like um the song or the poem or whatever the piece of writing that you've created that's sad is like a snapshot of that sadness mm-hmm. and then you move on and you're okay totally yeah I think like generally the art of lamenting or being sad is something that has just really been lost. Like, um, I, it's funny, like reading the Bible is um, interesting because 
ancient people in ancient times, like if something sad happened, they would all just sit around and mourn and like just put on sackcloth and heap ashes on their own heads and be really sad for a while. Mm. And now it's like terrible, horrendous things happen and we all are just like, oh, that's not great. I'm just going to continue living life. Like we just don't really know how to be sad. Yeah, we don't Um, process it. No, no one. Pro- I feel like no one processes anything, and then um, I think that's so unhelpful because then you look around and you think, "Oh, everyone's doing so well. No one's sad. No one's got anything going on in their lives." And my life's really hard and really terrible. And like, you know, it, you start it starts to make you feel alone. Mm-hmm. But then if you take stock, it's like you realize that every single person is feeling really alone in their sadness and. It shouldn't, they don't need to be because actually what they don't realise is that everybody is feeling sad about something. And so I think a big motivation for me when it comes to songwriting is just like actually having a bit of a swim in like the sad and the hard things of life because I think it's really necessary for coping and also for not being isolated. Um, and so, yeah, I feel very comfortable Um, when I'm sad being quite vulnerable about it and sharing about it and writing songs about it because I think it's it's probably a lot more helpful than just trying to you know chug along with everything and pretend that nothing's wrong yeah yeah there's there's such a beauty in sadness I think Mm. and when I think back to like my first heartbreak when I was 19 I wrote mm. this amazing song and to date, like I'm now nearly 32, to date is mm. one of my favourite pieces of writing I've ever yeah. done. And it yeah. came from such a horrible, awful place. Yeah. But it yeah. created such an amazing piece of writing. Yeah, totally. I've um I've been through a lot of terribly, like terribly hard things, but I have to say like heartbreak or like breakups for some reason they're just on their own level of terrible like it's so bad like you know my mum's nearly died a handful of times but I don't recall ever being sadder than breaking up with um like my first love you know it's like there's something about it and so yeah I have this song um it's called Overcome and it's probably like a lot of people listen to it and don't don't feel this but um, I feel like it's probably my saddest song because it's just about feeling completely overcome with grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote that song during lockdown, um, the first lockdown, um, a couple of weeks after a breakup. And it's just funny that like of all the things that have happened in my life that could make me sad, that was like, that was the moment that I wrote my saddest song. (laughs) It's just so iconic. Breakups really suck. (laughs) Yeah, but then you're like, you're almost saying thank you to that person because through that you got to create such an amazing piece of work. Mm, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it is very ironic. But I think you're right. Like there there is a lot of beauty in just withdrawing for a minute to be creative and to process things and then, um something beautiful always comes out of that I feel like absolutely well Mm -hmm. let's talk about your new album romance is bad I love that title (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you like it 
<laughs> can you talk about the inspiration for the album and what kind of music people can expect? Yes. So the inspiration for the album was one song that I wrote called Romance is Bad. <laughs> um, and I wrote that song um shortly after breaking up with my very first boyfriend that I'd ever had I think I, I think I was 19 as well same age as you yeah. <laughs> and um I was just like a bit disillusioned because I from all the movies and all the tv shows and all the Disney princesses and I was a big fan of Barbie movies when I was a young kid um it just seemed like romance was the best thing that could ever happen to you like if you're a woman then the pinnacle of your life is going to be falling in love and that's going to be kind of when everything that's good happens to you and I this relationship ended it didn't end in a super like terrible way like it was it was good as far as breakups go but I think I was just looking back on the relationship and I was thinking huh that wasn't like my dreams didn't come true you know that wasn't the pinnacle of my existence uh there's still so much good that's going to happen in my life um apart from romance and apart from relationships and it was like this huge awakening like this big wake-up call of like oh romance actually isn't the best thing that could ever happen to me Mm -hmm. um and so yeah like the lyrics um I say romance is bad and it's kind of hard but life is good, I'm fine, because it's kind of like, yeah, okay, romance is not the pinnacle of my existence. Life is still good, even if I'm single or even if I'm struggling in a relationship. Um, So, yeah, probably a more accurate title of the song. I say this all the time, but probably a more accurate title would be like, romance is fine, it's just not the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. (laughs) But at the time I was, you know, I was post-breakup, I was feeling a bit dramatic, so I had to go through, you know, Romance is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then all the other songs that accompany that, um, that I kind of chose to be on this album, I felt like they all kind of fit that same vibe of like just me figuring out that um, some things are just really hard and it's okay to be honest about that. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of wanted all the songs to fit this kind of general theme of like um, acknowledging that not everything is rosy all the time but that that's okay like that's not a terrible thing I think I use the phrase that's okay or I'm okay in like almost every song on this album which I think is really funny yeah it's like your it's like it's like your own affirmation to yourself or something yeah yeah that's right I'm okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) what do you hope your music brings to people who who listen to it I just hope it makes people feel less alone, like particularly I think um, women in their early 20s. Like I think that's the real, the demographic that um, I hope my songs speak to of just like because, you know, there's so much pressure on us ladies in our early 20s to be figuring things out and falling in love and um, finding a career and having an amazing time. And if none of us are honest with each other about what's hard and what we're going through, we'll all just start to feel like we're alone and like we're failing. Yeah, I've had had already like a handful of friends reach out um, after listening to the songs um, saying like, 
thank you so much for writing that because I thought I was the only one or like thank you so much for putting words to that feeling that I couldn't quite figure out and like yeah I really hope that's what the album does I hope it just makes women in their early 20s and even men in their early 20s to be honest I've had a few guys message me about it too just feel less alone and like oh okay everything I'm going through sucks but I'm not the only one going through it yes amazing yeah yeah I have one last question for you before my bonus question (laughs) what is the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself through all the different seasons of your life the most surprising thing I really like that question I think I've learned about myself that I'm incredibly resilient and I never, yeah, I found that super surprising when someone, one of my really close friends told me that. (laughs) Actually, she said, you're as resilient as a cockroach. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) But um, I was so surprised, but actually I thought back and I was like she's right though like I just keep getting through all these terribly hard things and still being kind to people and that's like real resilience yeah Yeah. absolutely do you love poetry have you ever just wanted a little bit of inspiration to start your day a poem a day by Lo Mackett is that magical book of inspiration you've been looking for one poem a day for every day of the year Available now on Amazon. Go and get your copy today. For more information, go to lowmacket.com or neonwoman.com. Gracie, this has been a wonderful chat. I have oh, thank you. one last bonus question for you. What does being a neon woman mean to you? Oh, I really like this question too. I had, a, I had to have a little think about this before I came on as well. Um, I think... Being a neon woman is not just being vulnerable when you finally got through something, like keeping your struggles to yourself until you're at the point where you can write a podcast or a song or a book about it, but actually being transparent with people that you care about um, and showing all the colours, like not just the bright, happy ones and, you know, just letting people in is it takes a lot of courage to do that but there's so much power in doing that and there's so much um, depth of relationship available to you if you are willing to be brave with people yeah absolutely I love that Mm. well where can people listen to your album where can they follow you on social media tell me everything (laughs) I'm pretty easy to find on um, Instagram I'm Gracie underscore because Gracie Jean was taken um, you can also find me um, on Facebook at Gracie Jean Music and I have a website www.gracyjeanmusic.com where you can buy my music, which is cool. Um, and then, yeah, um, Romance is Bad is available to stream anywhere that you like listening to music. So, um, yeah, I would love for everyone to listen to it. <laughs> that would be very Perfect. cool. I'll put yeah. everything in the show notes. And thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely chatting. Thank you for listening to the Neon Woman podcast, a Neon Network production. Follow Neon Woman on Instagram and Facebook 
or check out neolwoman.com for all the latest episodes and so much more. Thanks for listening. <laughs>